Back in the 70s, the mantra for teens was peace and love. In the 80s, the mantra for most teen boys was skate or die. Flash forward 20 years, and what do our youths care about? What's the Wi-Fi password? Thank you for tuning into What's the Wi-Fi Password, a place where we have discussions about topics and issues that are relevant to the teens in our generation and how to point them towards the gospel. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about this podcast, please email Joshua Shively at joshuas at calvary.com. Um, Andy, what is your favorite Marvel film? Yeah, what a good question. You know, the strange thing is that I have not seen that many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones I have seen, I talk about a lot so that I can fit in with the cool kids. But I think my favorite, it goes, it goes between a couple. But I really like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That one, it hits close to home. I, well, it doesn't hit close to home. But Your dad wasn't a planet? No, my dad wasn't a planet. Um, I can't relate to that side of things. I actually okay. relate to Groot being a, a walking tree. Uh, I spent most of my life actually as a piece of shrubbery. Um, so, oh, no, I'm, it's deep. Yeah. But just like all of the different themes in that one, all of the like emotional heartstrings that it tugs on, like the scene where, spoiler alert, came out seven years ago. You should have seen it by now. But the scene where Yondu, like, sacrifices himself to save Peter, and they have, like, the conversation, like, Yondu's line where he's like, he may have been your father, boy, but he wasn't your daddy. Like, that, oh, man. The most epic line. Yeah. (laughs) It was just so, it hit perfectly. It, It was so strong. Yondu's funeral at the end of all the ravers celebrating him. Oh, so good. Uh, of course, one of the best jokes when he, like, is descending onto the planet by his arrow, and Peter's like, you're like Mary Poppins. And he's like, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Like, is he cool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's cool. <laughs> Mary Poppins. That it's great. It's great. Kylie, do you have a favorite Marvel movie, or maybe one that you've just watched recently that, you know, surprised you of how good it was? Now that, like, I've, I have a better understanding of the Marvel Universe, and I've gotten my education on with that, I really appreciate Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier. I just think that movie's so good, and it's just so, I don't know. It's not as funny as the other ones. For comedic ones, I love Thor Ragnarok. That one is funny from beginning yeah. to end. But, I don't know, there's just something about... Captain America Winter Soldier that's really so good. The fact that he uh, I don't even know. I can't put it into words. Just people who have seen it know what I mean. It's good. Mm-hmm. Just all Nick Fury? How he like escapes death like that? I just can't imagine. And you know who's an underrated character in the MCU? Agent Hill. Mm. She's so underrated. But she's always there, and she's always, like, the background character that holds everything together, and it's just incredible. I don't know. 
just everything. The Marvel movies have some great background characters. Like, have some great people that are just, like, not, not even superheroes. Like, they're just kind of there. But they do good things. Yeah. Like, she's, she's just so smart. And she anticipates moves before they happen. And I just don't even know how, like, and she's not even a superhero. She can't do anything special. Yeah, that's great. Give someone for the, the common folk at home watching to relate to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. We need that. Well, awesome, Kylie. Great talking to you about Marvel movies. It's good to have you on the podcast. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself for anyone who can't recognize your voice uh, on this episode? Okay. Hi, guys. My name is Kylie. Um, I'm 24, and I am a middle school youth leader at Calvary Monterey. And I, when I'm not in quarantine, I am a children's theater director slash teacher at um, a place called Aerial Theatrical in Salinas. Awesome. And Kylie, when do you turn 25? Next year. Next year. Okay, so I am older than you. Yes. Awesome. That is good to know. Um, well, welcome. We're doing these uh, leader interviews now. You're our second episode of the leader interviews. We talked with Reed Becker this past Tuesday. Uh, I believe when this video or this podcast airs, it will be Friday. Uh, so we're going to have to kind of stretch our imaginations. If you guys haven't caught on yet, we record these in advance, usually by one day. This one's by three days. doesn't really matter. You don't know what day of the week it is. I don't know what day of the week it is. Days of the week are irrelevant at this point. They, they don't matter anymore. Uh, but so, Kylie, to start off the interview, I'd love to just hear uh, a little bit about what life was like for you growing up before you knew the Lord. What was your relationship like to the church, to scripture, to the gospel? Like, did you have much influence of that in your childhood? Um, yeah, so I grew up in a non-Christian home. Um, we never went to church on Sundays. I'm the youngest of six total kids. And um, my exposure to church and to scripture was very limited. Um, I went to a VBS one time when, for one day with my grandmother when I visited her in Arizona when I was probably like seven. That was about it. They gave me a Bible and told me to flip to a certain book. I have no idea what book, but uh, <laughs> in the Bible, I was so confused. But I landed on a page where there was a picture of Daniel in the lion's den. And that was about the only memory of the Bible that I had was a man who was friends with lions. <laughs> and that was about it. And then I wasn't exposed to church or, the, or to scripture until I was in middle school. And what was that kind of first, I'd say, uh, authentic or, or powerful exposure? Like, because of course... You know, seeing Daniel in the Lions then a little children's flipbook Bible. I don't think you were convicted of your sins, you know, at that point. But what was what was kind of that moment like when you started uh, experiencing uh, Christ or just being shared about the gospel more? Well, I would say 
there was this Bible study at my middle school that happened once a week. And I only went for the free pizza because I was really poor and I couldn't afford lunch. So, you know, God uses everything. And um, over like just the months that I was going to that Bible study, I kept hearing about God's love, God's love. And at that point in my life, I really wasn't feeling any sort of love, specifically from my peers, because I was being bullied a lot in middle school. I was bullied a lot in middle school. So hearing about God's love really was interesting to me. I kept thinking, like, how do I experience that? How do I get, how do I receive that? I don't know what that is. Like, and um, when I was, it was my spring break of my seventh grade year that I went to a camp, uh, just a spring break camp, because I wanted to be with the people <laughs> that actually liked me for once, you know, so it was a little small weekend camp. And they talked about God's light and God's love and um, how the whole world is just like raided with darkness and people tearing each other down and people hating one another and just sin, what sin is and like how it separates us from God. And um, I think that's like when it really hit me because I had a lot of hate in my heart. I had a lot of angst, teen angst in my heart. So hearing, um, just what God's love truly is and that it's unconditional and that it never fails us. And just all the facts, just listening to all the facts of God's love really like convicted my heart and um, just exposed me to my own sin. And um, by the grace of the Lord, like I didn't feel condemned. I felt just convicted. And um, yeah, when I was in seventh grade, I gave my life to the Lord and I felt his love for me for the first time in like real life, you know, it wasn't just a story in the Bible. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. That's awesome. So you didn't have anyone like invite you. You kind of just wandered in for free pizza one day. Well, there was this one kid, his name was Josh Sabio and he, his dad was the guy, it was the pastor. He was a substitute teacher um, at our middle school, but he was also the, the pastor that taught. And um, he invited me because he told me there was free pizza. He's like, hey, come check out this Bible study. There's free pizza if you want to come. I was like, I'll be there. I'll be there for that pizza. And then <laughs> it just kind of <laughs> progressed from there. Awesome. Well, I think that's a great exhortation for all of our middle schoolers who invite their friends to youth group when we have pizza. Exactly. Like, you might be saving their eternal soul just by- You could be. They could be. They don't understand that. Yeah. Oh, it's such an impact. It's big It's time. planting the seed, you know? <laughs> Can you remember where the free pizza was from on that day? Yes, it was Little Caesars. Oh. $5 pizza. And it was the best thing my little hungry seventh grade stomach could ever eat. And then little did I know my soul was hungry too. And I got filled there as well. My goodness. Little Caesars. It is a ministry. Like, it is not good. No, it's not. <laughs> awesome. That's really cool to hear about. Uh, and so you became a believer then in seventh grade. And as you shared earlier, your family, at least your direct family, like your parents, your older siblings uh, in your home were not Christians. And so what was that like for you going through the next couple of years with this new faith, but not necessarily having parents who discipled you as you were aging in your faith? 
Well, um, it was then after I got saved, I really, I was saved in seventh grade and then I kind of just coasted until about my 10th grade year. Um, and, and that's when I was exposed to the term discipleship and what it actually meant to be discipled because I thought it was just, Oh, you're saved then done. <laughs> and, but turns out it's not God actually wants to sanctify us and grow us. And which is praise God for that because we should not be stuck in that trash life. But I, I really found the importance of leaning on my church family and having, um, older women disciple me, mm-hmm. um, like my youth leaders or, um, just someone in my church who was really consistent, someone whose faith was what I wanted to emulate. Like I wanted to be a woman of God, like blank, you know, fill in the blank. And, um, by, I don't know if it was like by conviction of the Holy spirit for them, but then some of them would reach out to me and ask to disciple me. And I'd be like, yeah. And so I had really, um, at home, it was just kind of interesting because your family knows who you really are, like sin and all. So, um, it can be hard to minister to them or to witness to them when they see you have a temper tantrum at your sister one day, but then you're preaching the love of God the next. It's just kind of, it's a hard thing to do. And, um, yeah, it's just something that constantly needs prayer. You constantly need to pray through it and you constantly need to be in your word if you want to be an effective witness, you know, and, and it's something beautiful, like that I hope that speaks to them eventually, like just seeing what it truly looks like to be a Christian and not just have all the frills attached to it, but actually like, I I pray one day, like, and that people who are Christians who don't have Christian families, that the families can see like what it looks like in the dark moments of being a Christian in the high moments and like what it truly means to love God and love Christ in every season. And, um, I, that's something I think that the Lord can use. Um, and yeah, it's just a matter of faith, honestly, because you never know, um, what's going to minister to them, you know, and whether it's doing the dishes for your mom randomly when you weren't <laughs> supposed to, <laughs> or weren't scheduled to on the chore chart, you know, or if it's just like forgiving your sibling for being rude to you. You know, you never know what little thing could witness to them. But I think it was important for my growth to lean into women who I saw were very um, strong in their faith, even in the low moments, because that's something I also notice. I notice a lot about how people react when they hit bottoms, you know? Yeah. That is a really good test of their faith and a good witness to me. And so that's how I would pray about, um, who I want to disciple me, you know? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So it sounds like a lot of that early discipleship you got really was a two way street where there were people who you saw and, and approached about, uh, just growing from them, observing them, then also people who sought you out to be able to disciple and mentor you. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And so let's, uh, Maybe close up the interview with we've heard about you uh, growing up outside of the church and middle school, high school, starting to come to your faith and begin following Jesus more seriously. And so let's close with what what has it been like for you since you graduated high school uh, and moved around 
came to Monterey, the different things. What, what has the story been like since then? What has the Lord been doing in your life? Uh, the story in like a couple short words would be just trust God because mm. you don't in parentheses because you don't know <laughs> because um, I don't know when uh, when I was like applying for colleges in high school I didn't apply I was I was always focused on college and school and something happened my senior year of high school that threw everything off track and um, so I was a late applicant to a uh, a bunch of schools, but um, I ended up only applying to two schools. One, I didn't even want to go to. And then the second, I had never heard of that school before in my life. And then I got accepted into that school. Um, it was called Concordia, Irvine. And I didn't even visit the campus. I didn't do anything you're supposed to do when you pick a school you're supposed to stay at for four years of your life. And I just went. And then it turns out that the, that's exactly where the Lord needed me to be, you know, and he wanted me to be. And it, and then the same thing happened after college. I graduated. I didn't have a job. And then two weeks after I, I applied to a job, I was considering pursuing acting in San Diego and stuff. I had a couple options, but then I got a job offer for a place in Salinas, California, a place I'd never heard of. I Googled it and the crime rate scared me because <laughs> I'm from a little suburb in Southern California where people don't jaywalk, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I was like, where am I going? And then, but it turns out like the Lord has blessed like my move to Monterey so much and like, I can get so caught up in Google searches <laughs> and paranoia, but like the Lord is there and the Lord is so good. And you just, people are just, we're just dumb people, you know, <laughs> we just want to have all the answers to everything all the time. Mm -hmm. And, but where's the excitement in that? And where's the adventure in that? And I think the Lord continually in my life has shown me um, his faithfulness and that he just knows better than I do when it comes <laughs> life plans I guess if, for lack of a better word um yeah it's just and then now when I face new trials I can look back on my life and see that like when God wanted me to take a leap of faith he caught my feet you know and that um and that has been like a huge encouragement to me um going forward and yeah that's yeah that's awesome and you moving to Monterey brought you to a, a pretty good church with a pretty um, strange middle school group that you're able to volunteer with. Mm -hmm. and, you know, hearing your story, Kylie, about really coming to the Lord in middle school, being lured in by Little Caesars Pizza, it, it just Caesars. confirm what we've already seen, that you're a, a tremendous blessing to these students. The girls in our group love you and look up to you. And we just so appreciate everything that you do in our ministry. Well, I appreciate you guys. And I love all the middle schoolers the same way back. Like they're, they're wacky, but they're fun. And I just love that. Mm -hmm. And they don't care that they're wacky. They embrace their wackiness, which makes it even better. You yeah. know, it's just you so got fun. To. Got to. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kylie, for being on the podcast today. It was a ton of fun getting to talk to you and hear more about your story. Uh, to our tens of millions of listeners to this podcast. We just want to wish you all a happy weekend if this does upload on Friday. Uh, pray that you're having a great week so far and want to encourage you to wash your hands. Yes. All right. See you later, everyone.
Calvary Monterey's youth ministries meet on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. at Calvary Monterey. Both middle school and high school students are welcome. Come on out. You belong here. And I promise, we don't bite.